in saying that, there are things that we can do、mm. to help ourselves be more mentally healthy.、Mm-hmm. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that can be uncomfortable、mm-hmm. for some. Possibly a lot <laughs> can be confusing. We may want to avoid it, or we might think that it's just totally overused. Right. And that is the topic of mental illness. Right. Even as we've been like going back and forth and talking about this topic of mental illness, there's like still this part of me <laughs> of like,、oh, I don't know if I am able to talk about this, or, or I don't know. There's just this, this struggle that, that I, this balance of going back and forth of like, but I do want to talk about it because I think this is such an important conversation.、Uh, yeah. I just. Yeah. Landing on struggles. Well, I think it can be hard sometimes because, in some situations, sometimes, and I, I, I don't want this to come off wrong, but sometimes it gets overused.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, we're just, we're maybe just in a bit of a funk or struggling with a bad attitude.、Mm-hmm. And we chalk it up to a mental illness、right. when we haven't actually gone to a doctor, we haven't actually gotten a diagnosis or, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And then on the flip side,、I、there can be. You just need more resilience or, or like、yeah. a, learning what that looks like. And yeah. Yeah. But right. Then there, but then there's the flip side. <laughs> there is the flip side where somebody can be in extreme denial, struggling with a lot of mental illness,、yeah. but not willing to get help. And so it's this, I don't know, it's this tricky balance of. You want to be sensitive, but you also don't want to give the idea that every little sad feeling is a mental illness.、Right. And so I think, that, I think that's the, the tension <laughs>、yeah. and that just kind of makes、yeah. it feel a little bit scary that you don't、right. want to over promote, under promote, or anything like that. And so、right. we're just going to talk about it. Right. Thankfully, it. our podcast. And hopefully is... it'll spark some discussion、yeah. and thinking. Yeah. And... Right. Because thankfully, our podcast is about critically thinking through things. And that's what we're going to do here today. And、uh, that's what we've been doing. That is, that is what we've <laughs> well, been doing. Well, on this topic specifically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And really, we came across an article titled, Five myths about mental health. And we want to have a conversation about that here today, about that, that article, but more, to, more on that to come. That,、yes. That's、uh, the intro part of, of what this podcast is about. But every now and then, you know, we sit down and, and come up with Sheldon's musings, and, and there's just <laughs> what's going on in his life. But that's not what we're going to share today. We've got like Valerie's hot, I was going to say hot takes, but that sounds like really bad. <laughs> no, no. Valerie's. Uh, tips or, or、yeah. tricks to life. I've, or I've come little, across a few. You have like little,、uh, little, I don't even know what to call them. Because they're, they're, they're not like huge things, but there's these little. Almost like hacks. Yeah, little, little life hacks. Anyways, anyways give us, <laughs> give us some, some、uh, hot life hacks. Tips, tricks, I don't know. I just, okay. I'm playing okay. it there's, up. There's, playing been it a, up. there's been a few that I've had to,、uh, to problem solve some stuff. And so, okay, th- the first one our family loves homemade roasted tomato soup.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, when tomatoes are plentiful in the summer, I will roast some and、so、then puree it and freeze it and pull it out during the winter.、Yeah. And、This it's so good one, on a cold winter day. It is really good.、Uh-huh. But the, the one batch. When I pulled it out and I tried it, it was just so acidic. It was,、okay. it was too much. And so then I was like, oh, that's really disappointing. So I Googled, what can you, what can you put in? Google to the rescue. To fix、go. it because I didn't want to just dump in a bunch of sugar and I didn't think、Why、that、not? would really that, solve that the would problem. That would totally be good. 
And apparently you can just add uh, a tiny bit of baking soda, like mm. a quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda, and that just decreases the acidity in whatever That's soup crazy. or sauce or whatever you're making. And you know what? It works. Okay. It was awesome. It, Problem solved. Yeah. I never noticed. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was great soup again. Yeah. Okay. Next hack. You know the gap between your counter and your stove yeah. that is a tiny little gap, but it seems like... Big enough for food to get down. When you are, <laughs> you know, frying it. ground beef, yeah. one little piece is going to jump out and it's going to go right down yeah. that little crack yeah. and a little piece of rice and a vegetable and then... Years yeah, later, because you, you don't finally pull, clean at least the we stove. don't pull our stove out. <laughs> and maybe people have their counter right against their stove. We don't. And so there's a little, little there's gap. There's a gap, and yeah. So... Yeah. I went on Amazon and That's I thought, Let, let's figure out if, is there something, a way to solve yeah. this problem? Yeah. And yeah, for 11 bucks, you can order this Jeez, silicone, <laughs> right you can there. order a silicone piece that just fits the, right perfectly there yeah. to close or cover that gap yeah. between the stove and the counter. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking at like, we're back to our kitchen table. Yeah. I'm looking at the stove right now and you can see it, but it, it looks like it's supposed to be there. Like yeah. it matches. It's not like it's like this bad eyesight like why is that there and hey now i'm excited because i won't be dropping food down that little hole there so it's all yeah. good it's all good i'm excited <laughs> for that one all right next one okay we have laminate flooring mm -hmm. and we have chairs obviously in our oh, kitchen oh chairs okay <laughs> oh wow little I'm bits so intrigued. of rock and gravel and dirt gets caught under those chairs and scratches up the flooring so I used to buy those felt stickies that just go on the bottom of your chair. They yeah. fall off no, they constantly. Yeah. And uh, I was at a friend's place and she had these little socks that went on the bottom of your chair. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that again. I went to Amazon, ordered Amazon. some. They are perfect. They don't fall off. No. They work so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in a dilemma of those sticky pad felts or the sock chairs, go yeah, yeah. for the socks. Yeah. Or, I mean, I kept saying, let's just buy tennis balls and cut tennis balls and put them on. But yeah. you, weren't, uh, you weren't a fan of tennis balls at the kitchen table. Yeah. And I can see why. That the socks definitely <laughs> look a lot better. Well, you can't even hardly see them unless you you're paying attention. That's right. That's right. No, it's all good. It, it's, it's solved another problem. Uh-huh. You're Kate, a problem solver around here. I am. Yeah. Uh, last one. So we have white countertop in our bathroom. Okay. And yeah, sometimes, do. I don't even know what to, how it gets there, but it'll get stained. It'll be like something where like a dye will transfer off of a package okay. because it was wet and it was sitting there or something happens yeah. that it gets stained and regular cleaning doesn't take it off. Do you know what does take it off? Uh, I would not like. I feel like you just uh, called me out here. I'm like, uh, I didn't even know we had stains on our <laughs> hairspray. Okay, you can literally take hairspray, spray it onto that stain. Let's go. Let it sit for a couple seconds, not long, a couple seconds, and then you wipe it off and okay. pressed out. It now, comes is it off. a certain brand of hairspray? Is the hairspray going to wreck the finish? Like, well, that I have no idea about the finish. It does get rid of the stain, and it does <laughs> not seem another, to matter what brand of hairspray. It's another issue later on. We'll let Could you know. Be. We'll let you know how our countertop uh, uh, countertop. So, is. Yeah. No, I was thinking as you're sharing all these things, and actually, as I'm staring at the stove, I I have a hot take or a, a tip of life, a life hack. I, yeah, I have a life hack. <laughs> I have a life hack, and 
and and here here it is. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll explain the story. And in the story, I feel like the life hack is going to reveal itself. Okay. All right. So the other day we were installed. Well, when I say we, I was installing a new <laughs> stove that we had. I helped uh, carry it. <laughs> you did. You did help uh, bring it in the house. And anyways, uh, to put the new stove in, well, you got to take the old stove out, which means you have to unplug it. Here's the hot take. When the plug-in is still halfway in the wall, do not put one hand on the stove and one hand on the live outlet. <laughs> it hurt. All right. So I was trying to unplug it, and and there a stove's plug-in is a, a lot uh, meatier than a regular <laughs> plug-in, and it was half out and and it was getting stuck, and, and so I went to get a better grip on the outlet uh, plug and my thumb slipped over the edge and well that's 240 going through my body. <laughs> 240 voltage. Yeah 240 <laughs> voltage going through my body and I just <laughs> you're like I've never heard you yelp like that like <laughs> it hurt but my thumb was like stuck to the to the outlet I'm like trying to pull it off but I'll tell you this I'll tell you this I was so energized. Like, I literally <laughs> felt like I had electricity running through my veins. You did have electricity <laughs> running through your veins. I was like, oh, like, I feel lighter. And I'm bouncing around the living room. Well, part of it was like I was shaking my hand because I was hurting. But then after when it all kind of calmed down, I was just like, oh, man, I, I feel alive. Like, let's go do stuff. <laughs> anyway. So, so not recommended. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Or like, you know, people are into cold plunges right now. I was thinking I'll just grab the 240 <laughs> every morning and just wake myself up. Just kidding. Do not do that. Yeah. That is dangerous. And uh, and, and it hurt. It hurt yeah. a lot. So the hot take on that one is do not plug or do not touch a half plugged in stove with also touching the metal stove and becoming the stove. And it hurt. And it hurt. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm still here. Uh, and You must have extra angels protecting <laughs> you. I don't know. I'm energized. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Anyways, it was pretty funny. We laugh about it, thankfully. And my thumb is okay. There's no... Uh, lasting burn marks or or scars. Anyways, anyways, there's my life hack. That's a good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yours. Don't electrocute were, yourself. I feel like yours are safer though. I feel like. More... <laughs> well, yours is safe. Don't electrocute yeah, yourself. It's true. It's true. It's I just feel like... how you learned it is maybe not. Maybe, so safe. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. All right, let's uh, let's go to our topic. Mental illness is what we want to talk about here today, and really talking about the article. Five Myths About Mental Health, which we are going to include a link to that in our show write-up. So if you are interested in reading through that article and seeing what they say, it'll be right there for you uh, as well to, to come through it. Yeah, and so we came across this article and we thought that they did a good job identifying some myths or mm -hmm. just some wrong thinking when it comes to mental health or mental illness. And so we thought, why don't we maybe talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and before we start unpacking that too, let's say this up front for everybody that's that's listening. Like we are, we're not trained mental health experts. No. This isn't our field of study or anything like that. This is this is just us sharing our thoughts and ideas and having a conversation about the article that that you came across and, and shared with me. And so that's that's what this really is all about. So please do not take anything that we say really as advice from an expert. Now the article itself, it was written by an expert on this topic, but 
we're just saying we're not the experts. Yeah, just want to be clear. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to be sharing those myths that he mentioned and from our own life a little bit too. And hopefully it just helps us, like we said, have some uh, good conversations, spark some critical thinking Mm -hmm. about mental illness and a little bit more today. It got us talking and thinking about it and let's share it. Let's go. Let's go. Myth number one. Okay, myth number one. If I am diagnosed with a mental illness... I'm doomed to live out the rest of my days here on earth in a miserable existence. It's not true. Right, right. Well, that's why it's a myth. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. where it's landing Yeah, it, it's not true because yeah. mental illness is very treatable. Mm-hmm. And that might look different for different people, but with the right care and diagnosis, recovery is possible and right. it does not need to be a life sentence. So there is help and there is hope mm-hmm. and it's not the end. But we will need to seek some help in order to get to that recovery. Right. Myth number two, having a mental illness is a sign of a moral failure. Now, we want to emphasize that mental illness, it does not indicate sin. We can look at the story of Job in the Bible. He went through a terrible time, terrible trials in his life, and he was seen as righteous and blameless before God. There is no unconfessed sin issues in his life. And, and we, yet we can see the depression. We can see the anxiety, the, the struggles that he goes through and, and just his life as he's going through, through those trials that we would read about in the book of Job. Yeah. And now sometimes we are afflicted with guilt or maybe it's irritability or or whatever it is because we do have unconfessed sin or habitual sin that we haven't dealt with mm-hmm. but mental illness does not automatically mean that it's a sin issue or that we don't have enough faith mm-hmm. or that we just need to pray harder or any of those things mental illness just like any illness and disease and sickness is a result of the fall mm-hmm. and so yeah, it, it's 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 not. <laughs> right. Well, the article uses the example even of David's unconfessed sin with Bathsheba. We see this in Psalms 32. We read that, for when I kept silent, this is David here, right? Like, for when I kept silent, bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. During a time of unconfessed sin here, we see that David was emotionally, physically, and spiritually miserable. He was he was an absolute wreck. All the while he knew by his own knowledge of the scriptures, by the pricking of his conscience, by the convicting work of the Holy Spirit, that the root of his distress was unconfessed sin. Uh, and so the article was was pointing those things out and used that story. Yeah. And there's a quote. Well, what I just read was from from the article there. Yeah, and that's very different than mental illness, right? So so mm-hmm. you can see some of the symptoms are sim similar, right? He he his bones were wasting away. That that groaning day and night, just that heaviness and feeling like he was just being dried up by the heat of summer. Sometimes that feels very similar mm-hmm. to some of the symptoms of mental illness. But this was specifically tied to his sin issue and what he had done to Bathsheba and so yeah not yeah. the same as mental illness yeah. unconfessed sin and sin issues right so myth number three mental illness is a sign of weakness and again mental illness is just that an illness 
uh, no one looks down on someone who wears glasses because they've got weak eyes or, you know, maybe they sprained an ankle. And so then people are looking down on them saying, oh, wow, you know, you just, you really need to strengthen your ankles, mm. right? We, we, we don't do that. And we shouldn't look down on someone who's struggling with mental uh, illness either, mm. right? Now, in saying that, there are things that we can do mm. to help ourselves be more mentally healthy, mm-hmm. right? Like things like eating right is going to affect that. Getting enough sleep, having healthy stress release strategies, things mm-hmm. we do that, yep. that deal with our stress, yep. right? Prayer. The Bible tells us to give our cares and anxieties to the Lord because he cares for us. Mm. He wants to help us, to comfort us, to guide us in what we do. And so that really mm-hmm. helps us because that's how God created us and right. the world to work, yeah, yeah. that we would come to God with those things. Yeah. Some people like journaling yeah. or note-taking if we don't like the word journaling, or, <laughs> right? But but just even writing things out and and... Yeah, people have found that to be... To Helpful be, processing. Right, yeah, yeah. Talking with our spouse, uh, talking with a trusted friend or a counselor if we find that we're getting stuck on unhealthy or intrusive thoughts. And so there's another thing that can really help become mentally healthy, right? Exercise, spending time in God's creation. I know I love that. I love getting outside in God's creation. Well, I love exercise too. Like I find that when we're going to the gym, I... Uh, mentally I'm better and mm-hmm. it's those are two things that I find really helpful in, in my life as well yeah I, I agree I find I'm more productive mm-hmm. right connecting with and just having fun with people again we were made for a relationship yeah. and so when we're doing that it helps us to be more mentally healthy yep. Love right laughing yeah, yeah practicing gratitude right and we actually did a podcast on that yeah. and I think it was episode 53 53 yeah but gratitude being thankful for the things in our lives mm. can really help us have healthy mental meant i'm not saying that right <laughs> i'm not the words are all mixed up in my head we can be healthier mentally yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're practicing gratitude right and those are just a, a few things that, that we're talking about here but even an extremely fit athlete can break a bone just like anyone can be affected by mental illness yeah, even if well. we're doing these things right and so yeah. Anyways, we, we just yeah. Again, out. looking at Job, he right. he was praying, he was confessing sin, he was, you know, grateful, like all those things, and and yet there was a trial and there was that struggle with the anxiety and the mm. depression and those kinds of things. Right. Myth number four: If I encounter someone with a mental illness, I should keep my distance. Mental illness. This is not a it's not contagious. It's yeah. not like the flu where if I spend time with that person, I'm going to I'm going to catch the <laughs> mental illness, yeah. right? And just like everyone else, someone struggling with mental illness, we they need relationship as well. Just like we all need relationship, we're created with that um, desire within us to have relationship with people. And now we get the fear of maybe saying the wrong thing, making it awkward, right? Like if we're around someone that is struggling, I understand that 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 can be hard or that maybe we don't even know what to say or or how to approach it. But I also think of like how lonely it would be if people avoided us, if we were the ones struggling. So like empathizing and understanding like that would be a really lonely place if everyone started 
pulling back. Yeah. Anyways, and, yeah. and there could be reasons for that too, depending on how the person is handling the their mental illness and or struggling or, or journeying with it, and, and I understand that as well. But wow, it could be a real lonely place for that person if we all started pulling away. Yeah, and I I, I do think that we we do need to learn how to come alongside people that are struggling, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Visit with them, pray with them, be there for them, even just to, to listen to them. Or mm-hmm. sometimes they don't want to talk. They maybe just want to go for a walk and just be in the presence of someone else, mm-hmm. uh, different things like that. It, it can go a long way in just encouraging someone who's struggling, right? right? There's, in, a, there's, in a healthy way, like, like, like I just think like there's also we have to be safe for ourselves. So if it the mental illness is kind of like leading to abuse. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's like well wait a second we're not telling you to kind of stay there and and absorb that or take. Oh that yeah. Anyways, no definitely. Yeah. Like we've there, talked about this, before uh, boundaries yeah. and honest yeah. healthy communication. Right. Yeah. If the person is lashing out towards us, yeah. being able to say like you know what I love you and I'm here for you, but that's not acceptable. Right. I'm not your punching bag. Right. And so... Which is what makes this topic, again, so nuanced yeah. and, and, and so sorry, much when, to think through. Yeah. I want to clarify. When I said punching bag, I meant emotional, just to clarify. If there's physical abuse, obviously that is not okay. Yeah. Or well, emotional, emotional or any kind of abuse is just not okay. Right, right, right. But again, this is what makes this topic so nuanced and like so much... Uh, we're scratching the surface, but I was just like, oh, like I feel... Anyways... Let's critically think through here. Yeah, all the other healthy relationship yeah. principles apply in this situation <laughs> right. too, even though someone is struggling with mental right. illness. Because there is this theme that we read in scripture, right? That we're to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And to do that, we got to show up. Yeah. Like, like we got to get into people's lives. We've, we've got we've to join them, as I always say, like kind of join them in the muck of life sometimes, and, and which means we got to show up and... And we got to figure out what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good point. Like sometimes we'll be at a conference and we'll have talked about, let's say, communication. But then uh, someone will come with a really specific communication struggle. And and that's fine. We can we can have that yeah. conversation. Yeah, but please we, come up. Yeah, yeah. We always say those same principles apply, mm. right? It, you just might need to adjust it a little bit, but mm. the framework's the same. And so I think whether we're in any relationship we're in, those same healthy relationship principles, you just take those and transfer mm. it to that relationship because it still applies, mm-hmm. even though there might be those external factors such mm. as mental illness happening. Right, right, right. Myth number five. Ignoring a mental illness is the best way to make it go away. It's just not true, Mm -hmm. right? We wouldn't ignore chest pain. We wouldn't ignore a severe vomiting or something that points to a physical illness. Mm -hmm. And so we shouldn't ignore things that point to mental illness either, right? Mm -hmm. If we we ignore it, it can end up becoming an even bigger problem and – so much harder to recover mm-hmm. from because it's it's grown and grown and grown. Mm-hmm. And the article, it had actually said that it's always better to have things checked out than to ignore it. Mm-hmm. What seems like a small issue now can turn into a big issue tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when I read that, I just thought of like all my physical injuries that I've ignored <laughs> and the pain that I'm going through as I get older. Yeah, it's coming back to bite oh, you. Oh <laughs> my goodness, is it ever coming back to bite me? And I'm not even that old. And I was like, oh, I really should be getting things checked. Anyway, I do get things checked yeah, out you are now. a lot faster now. And here's here's a question as 
you know, as we've been talking about this, and I think even as we've been reading about it, like, why do you think people ignore the symptoms of mental health illness? I think sometimes we don't recognize the symptoms mm. of mental illness when it's ourselves. Mm. Sometimes it's way easier to spot in somebody else, and this is probably true in a lot of areas. We have our own blind spots, mm. right? But it's way easier to spot it in someone else. Or unwilling to notice it in our own lives. I yeah. I guess that's the blind spot, yeah. Yeah. But in, in our heads, we might think the symptoms should be so obvious, so clear, so like in your face kind of thing. But for some, people especially if if they've been struggling with this for a long time they get used to feeling that way all the time to feeling blue to feeling drained to having no energy being irritable or just lacking joy mm. in the little things in life and so then they might start to think that it's normal right to have those things normal to to lay in bed all night worrying because you know, we, we tell ourselves, well, I just care so much. Mm. And, and that's what's happening. But really, it's a symptom. And mm. it's a red flag, but we don't see it as a red flag. Mm. And we ignore it. So again, if we're not sure, but we think we might be struggling with some mental health issues, with different difficult life situations, or sleep, or just a lack of joy, a lack of motivation, a lack of focus, it might be worth getting checked out and talking mm. to a doctor to see if it is mental illness or if it's just some other thing. And again, then you can come up with a strategy to get some help and, and things in place to, to deal with that, mm. whether it's mental illness or not. Right. Uh, and here's the thing. I also think another big holdup for us seeking help, it, there could be embarrassment yeah, things for sure. tie, tied to it, right? We feel embarrassed or ashamed, guilty for having the struggle. And so we just don't even want to reach out and seek the help or even ask for help because of just different stigmas that are attached to that. And, and then we have to carry those things. And so there could even just be some internal embarrassment that's going on, which actually holds us back from from reaching out. Yeah, and actually, we were at a Jeremy Camp concert, who we love. We Whoa. love his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta and... get him on the podcast. <laughs> like, that would be awesome. All right, I gotta. We gotta get it. We'll, we'll reach out. We'll reach out somehow. Okay, but he shared from the stage how he struggles with anxiety. Yeah, and just the stigma that goes with that, and some of the shame and and those kinds of things. But I thought it was so brave of him to say, "I struggle with this." Mm-hmm. And uh, that doesn't mean that's all that he is, right? So often then it becomes like this neon flashing light in our Mm -hmm. minds about that person. Mm -hmm. But that's not at all who he is. That's just something, uh, an illness that he's had to deal with in his life. Yeah, and and he did talk about how he overcame it. Yeah. Because there was times where he couldn't even get out of bed. And anyways, it was, was, and it was shocking to hear uh, that that was part of his life. But yet he did share how he got help and, and how he moved past and... Yeah, and he's successful and right. wonderful and courageous and yeah. a great dad and a husband from what we don't know him personally, <laughs> well, but yeah. what we see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so again, it doesn't need to color our entire lives. Right. And so what we're saying here is, you know, uh, don't ignore the signs if if you think that there's, and you share this, if there's something going on, we just encourage everyone to go and talk uh, with a friend, go talk with a pastor, counselor, go 
educate ourselves, talk with a, a, medicine, a medical professional, educate ourselves on me- even just educating ourselves on this topic. There's some great books out there that uh, that can help us. There's some some bad ones as well, yep. and and so we have to do some discernment with what we're reading. But there are some some good books, and and there's scriptures that that can help us as well. And and so what we're saying is like, don't be afraid. The myth is that people are afraid to reach out, and we're saying like, let's not be afraid to reach out. Yeah. Well, the myth isn't that people are afraid to reach out. That that's reality. People are afraid mm. to reach out. But I recently read a book. Going back to the books thing, <laughs> I read a, a really good book, and it was called Emotionally Free, and it's by Dr. Grant Mullen, and I highly recommend it. He he talks about the fact that we need to address the mind, the body, and the spirit when we're addressing mental health because all three play a role. And depending on the person and the situation, one of those three elements might be affected us in a much bigger way than it does for another person but we need to be looking at all three and treating our whole selves right because sometimes the medical professional only wants to focus on medication mm-hmm. and the spiritual right only wants to like maybe a pastor mm-hmm. or a friend who's a christian might only want to focus on the spiritual but what he was saying in his practice as a doctor we need to look at all those things because there could be elements from all three contributing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually in his book, he's got uh, a section where he goes through symptoms. There's a symptom checklist that if you're not sure, like, hey, should I maybe go see a doctor? You can read through that and, and go through and see, you know what, do I have a few of these? Well, maybe it's worth going and talking mm-hmm. to a doctor. Yeah. Right? Uh, if our spouse is struggling or someone that we know is struggling, is there any anything we could, any advice or any thing that comes to mind that we could say here that would maybe help that person? Like how to approach this conversation or, yeah. We would encourage you to have that honest and compassionate conversation, mm. right, with them about your concerns and, and the things that you're seeing to reassure them that you love them and that you want the very best for them, yeah. that you're there for them, yeah. that you're on their side of, of getting that help that's needed. And I know for myself, when I've gone through some really difficult times and situations, knowing that you were supportive of me mm. made a huge difference because then you feel like you have that courage and that support to mm-hmm. get help but for me it didn't get better until till I started reaching out for help right we've we've talked to each other about things and we've gained the other person's perspective mm-hmm. right which can sometimes help to deal with if if it's intrusive thoughts or seeing a situation maybe through a different viewpoint mm-hmm. right we've or even to- seeking encouragement too to, to reach out yeah. and, and, and talk to others. Anyway, yeah. yeah, we've gone to our pastor for counseling yeah. and support, right? I've actually gone to a professional counselor, right? There was a period of time in my life when I needed medication for anxiety. And I can testify to the difference between suffering alone and getting help, whether mm-hmm. that be counseling, whether mm-hmm. that be strategies, whether that be medication, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. but just getting the help that we need, it it makes a world of difference. Right, right. And supporting our spouse through those things yeah. and the person that's going through it, uh, I'm sure is, is very helpful. So uh, if we are struggling with mental illness, like if that is playing itself out in, in our lives or in our marriages, like 
how can that be affecting our marriages and how could that be affecting our lives? I think honestly, it's, it's just like any illness can be stealing from us, right? It can be stealing our peace, mm. our joy, the gifts from God, our relationships. It can be stealing our sleep, our availability to just be present in life, right? That list can go on and on. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is, again, that it doesn't have to be that way, yeah. right? Maybe it's it's talking with that pastor or counselor to correct or adjust our thinking. Maybe it's talking with our family doctor about medication if we have an imbalance. Uh, maybe it's coming up with different strategies or routines in life. It's important to know that help and healing is possible, but we have to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And so, again, going back to the physical uh, illness example, like if we had cancer, we would get treatment mm-hmm. because we know it's not just going to go away on its own. And so it's the same with mental mm-hmm. illness. Yeah, yeah. Just a few thoughts there on on that topic. Uh, we're just, again, scratching the surface, uh, trying to help us all to critically think. And hopefully there were some nuggets out there or through this conversation <laughs> for, for our listeners there as well. As always, we have some processing questions and, uh, and here they are. What myth about mental illness stood out to you today? Was there a time in your life where you struggled with mental illness? And if so, what helped you recover? What approach would you take to talk to a loved one if you were concerned they were struggling with mental illness? What are you doing or would like to begin doing to build up your mental health? Before we say goodbye here today, here's Neil and Cheryl inviting you to a weekend getaway. Hey, how's your marriage? Maybe you're doing great. Maybe you're feeling a bit disconnected or maybe you're really stuck. Wherever you're at, there's more. Thousands of couples have discovered more at a Family Life Canada Weekend Getaway Marriage Conference. It could be a new beginning, a restart, with practical tools to keep on growing closer and deeper as a couple. We've got getaways coming up at six locations. Just click the pic on your screen right now to learn more. Or find the dates and discounts at FamilyLifeCanada.com. Your marriage is worth it. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Bye.